ending one minute at a time. I was blind, but now I see. Working jobs we hate, so we buy shit we don't need. Ideas are grateful. If you had one shot, everything I'd ever read, heard, seen was now organized and available. Now you fucking khakis. Life moves pretty fast. The Biohacking Secret Show. Valerie Ram, welcome to the Biohacking Secret Show. Thanks so much for having me, Anthony. So excited to be here and uh, hopefully we can shed some light on lighting. It's, it, we're, we're starting off with the puns already. I like it. Yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about all things light therapy, maximizing sleep quality, the importance of, of our circadian biology and how to optimize that with, with light therapy and other cool biohacks. Um, but for our listeners who might not be familiar with your work, maybe you could give us your origin story, your, your background and how you got so deep into this stuff. Sure. Um, well, I guess we'll start. I am the daughter of the founders of a company called Lumiram. Um, and so we've been around for a very long time, 1959, actually, in Europe. But we came to the States in 1978. And we're best known for a brand of light bulbs called Chromalux. Um, so we're the originator of a special technology uh, using neodymium, which is an earth element in our light bulbs. So we'll get into all the benefits that that holds, uh, you know, how it makes things look different. Yeah, so I'm I'm the daughter's founder uh, or the daughter of the founders, Corinne and Jacques Ram. And, uh, you know, the I guess we'll get into the technology, but the, the story is kind of interesting. So this element was used specifically by doctors in Scandinavia and and Finland, uh, to be specific. Um, and skin doctors were actually using neodymium, a very similar light source, to more accu accurately detect any abnorm abnormalities uh, in their patient's skin. So, you know, under this light, colors and contrast are much, much better than any other type of light source. So very similar to natural daylight and what you'd get from under the sun, though slightly different. And again, we'll get into mm -hmm. all of that. Um, so people can actually see if you look under, you know, under the sun and you look at your skin, you can see your veins, right? You can see all the little differences in the mm -hmm. skin texture, in the colors. You can see your pores, maybe, um, maybe your capillaries. So under this light, you could see it. it it's like a magnifying glass. Um, so essentially, they were so inspired. What would happen if you take that lighting and you bring it into the home? What would happen? Right? Because it has such an, an extraordinary effect on colors and contrast. And, um, you know, we always joke around or, I mean, I guess it's quite serious, right? Lighting is a huge topic. But the the lens that you view your world through, or rather the light that you view your world through is, you know, correlates to how you see everything. So light... And your life, rather, is only as beautiful as as the light that you view it through. Um, you know, if you've ever heard of of the term, you know, seeing life through rose-colored glasses. You know, the Chromalux light bulb. If if you take a look at it, it's. Uh, or I'll pull one up right here. I have all the light bulbs. So here's a frosted one. So you see, it has like a nice lavender color. So that's the neodymium mm, that's compounded yeah. into the into the glass. It's so beautiful. And the cool thing is, you can't see here. I'm actually under incandescent light bulbs right now as we speak. Um, under incandescent light bulbs, it will appear a lavender or purple color. Um, under fluorescent lighting and sometimes under daylight, it looks blue. So it actually changes colors. It's it's very cool of a compound, um, of an element. So. Yeah, so that's the Chromalux light bulb. That's I'm, the new DMM. I'm very interested. It's it's beautiful. Yeah, it, it looks <laughs> almost like a, a, a shiny purple uh, lavender color, which is which is very unique. I've never seen that before. And I mean, we were talking before we hit record. So I mean, we we've been sharing sort of the health risks associated with dirty lighting and, and blue light, and you know these energy efficient bulbs that so many people have in their homes and they're in stores and businesses. And like I'd mentioned to you, I've got red lights in my bedroom so that at night, you know, nighttime, it helps kind of like maximize melatonin synthesis. And we use, we use some Edison bulbs, like the old school ones that are a much gentler, like orange color, oh, than yeah. like the, the bright offensive uh, oh, blue yeah. light that, that, that you, you see in, in so many homes. And, uh, and I was like, well, is that the same thing as what you guys 
are doing and like, and your bulbs, maybe you can kind of give us a little bit of an idea, like your short answer. You said no, Uh, but for our (laughs) listeners, maybe you can kind of explain like what differentiates like these chromalux neodymium bulbs from like an Edison bulb or even red lights that I have in the bedroom. Sure. And it's such a great question, you know, and and you realize again, we'll get into it. Like there's so much about lighting and there's so many types of lighting. So what you're talking about with Edison bulbs is I assume you mean the just general incandescent light bulb with the filament, right? Yes. Yeah. I know they make LEDs now that that are supposed to mimic the look of Edison bulbs. I don't I don't cool. So yeah, so the incandescent is just a technology. It's a light technology and we we love them. We really love it. And we'll, we'll get into all the technologies uh, in a bit. Um, but we call it the analog light source. So, you know, it, it's the essential light source. It's really what actually the sun is, is also an incandescent light source. So meaning it hit, heats up the filament and the hotter that it burns, the more light is produced. So that's mm-hmm. the visible light. Um, the red lights that you have, um, I'm assuming are infrared. Are they for the infrared or they're just yeah, red color? They're like, they're like zoo lights. So they usually make them for uh, like, like reptiles, li- right? Lizards in my house. You know, it's funny. We actually, we have a whole full line of reptile lights too. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. I know. We, we, we have literally every light bulb under the sun. <laughs> That's cool. But, but we're here to talk about chromalux today. But we do have a bulb for uh, the reptiles, the basking light. Nice. So that's what that's what you're using, right? The red, uh, the infrared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are, they can be LED based, but I'm a, you probably have the incandescent. Um, yes. And so, yeah, again, it's the, the filament and incandescents use, we'll get into everything about the light spectrum, but infrared is non-visible light that sits directly below the extremity, the lower extremity of visible light, which is 760 nanometers, which is 700 to 760 is red light. So infrared is invisible, still has lots of great energy for us, right? For mitochondria, for energy, for our cells. Mm-hmm. And it sits directly below the visible red light. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of, that's what that is in terms of the technology and our bulbs. Um, so, for example, the, this one that I was holding up, actually, let me, I have a clear one. So you can see, this is a clear glass one. You can kind of still see the lavender. If you look yeah. closely inside, I'll bring it up to the camera. You can mm-hmm. see the filament. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So the filament, that's what makes it incandescent. Um, mm-hmm. So the, the technology is different or the technology is the technology. So you can have an Edison bulb uh, produces a nice kind of amber, kind of mm-hmm. yellowish uh, light. And the cool thing about incandescence is that it is full spectrum, just out of the box. The full spectrum, visible spe- uh, light spectrum. We'll get into what full spectrum means because there are so many... Um, there's so many things on the internet that you can read about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's multiple definitions. But yeah, so the visible spectrum is full. It's lush. It's beautiful. Um, it has a CRI of around 99 to 100. CRI is color rendering index. So that means how accurately you can um, see colors in your environment when you compare it to natural daylight. Mm-hmm. So then what we did is basically the difference between this and a standard Edison incandescent bulb is the addition of the neodymium. So what it does is um, it actually absorbs some of the dulling components of the visible light spectrum, for example, yellow and a little bit of the green. And it's really interesting because the human eye is most sensitive to the yellow spectrum, right? Um, So we... Since our eyes are so sensitive to that, you can actually absorb a little bit. So the neodymium absorbs a little bit. So it's almost like it's filtering the light. And Mm -hmm. by pulling that down, you still see it because our eyes are so sensitive to it, but it actually increases, it saturates all the other colors. So by pulling yellow down, there's more room for the blues and the reds and the greens to come up. Um, And that's the specifically the the reds and the blues our eyes are not super sensitive to Mm -hmm. so that's that's the main um you know way that how this works so really the main benefit you'll see is it enhances your environment just immediately you turn it on and it's it's a night and day difference it's really the colors come to life they get saturated i always like to use um an example that photographers might appreciate 
or, you know, I, I hopefully anyone, uh, tell me if this makes sense. But, you know, if you ever use Photoshop or you work with the editing software on anything, there's something for color contrast mm-hmm. and there's something for saturation and something for luminance, or, or mm-hmm. I, I think luminance it's called. Imagine you're pulling up the saturation, you're pulling up the luminance and you're pulling up the contrast or the sharpening a little bit. And that's exactly what these bulbs do. Okay. So they're like Photoshop for real life. Exactly. (laughs) All right. This is is making a little bit more sense. And just to kind of take a step back, because I think most of our listeners are familiar with some of the, the health ramifications and the the melatonin suppression that takes place, the, the mitochondrial uh, inhibition that can occur from like, call, whether you want to call it dirty light or blue light or whatever. So when I'm hearing some of this, I guess to take a step back, incandescent versus LED, like what are the benefits of one versus the other and why? Yeah, great question. I always like to preface everything that light is a tool. Mm-hmm. So you use a specific tool according to whatever circumstance you're in and what you need your light to do. So LED is great for some things. Um, you know, it's from an energy efficiency standpoint, it's awesome. You can't beat it. And that's and that's really why there was a huge push for it um, because it, it saves energy. And that's that's all well and good. But when we're, you know, we're having a discussion on light and health. And when it comes to light and health, there are some things that, you know, you can have an LED that does infrared. I know there's so many on the marketplace now for red light LEDs and infrared LEDs. And that's awesome. But or I guess let's back up a little bit. So back to the, the tool part, right? Lighting is a tool. Visible light is just one part of the spectrum, right? There's we can talk a little bit if you want me to go into the the, the larger electromagnetic spectrum. Let's do it for yeah. your listeners. All right. Yeah. I always listen. I always like to preface everything with a kind of you have to have an understanding of where we're coming from and and the wavelengths of light, you know? Yeah. We like to nerd out. Yeah. So so let's get into it. Um, So light, as we know it, obviously, electromagnetic spectrum, it's called uh, sunlight produces all of the rays. So whether that's gamma rays, uh, you know, radio waves, UV, visible light. The three that we're really concerned with that reaches Earth's surface and that have such a hold on all biology, plant and animal life, and will really facilitate the conversation about health and light and how it fits into our lives as humans. Mm-hmm. There's three parts. Uh, the visible light, which is really just a narrow band on this electromagnetic spectrum. Visible mm-hmm. light is all the colors of the rainbow. Roy G. Biv. Roy, exactly. Roy G. Red, Biv. orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. Exactly. Yes. And that all comprises white light. Um, you know, so we learn about this as, as young kids in school, right? Roy G. Biv, that mm-hmm. comprises, you know, you hold up a prism to light, you see all the different bands. So all of those bands have a specific wavelength and a corresponding energy. Mm-hmm. And then, so that's visible light. It's a very narrow little spectrum and directly adjacent on the extremities you know, so either side, which is red light is one end, blue light or blue violet light on the other end mm-hmm. is ultraviolet. So ultraviolet, of course, is right next to the violet and blue light. And then we have infrared, which is directly underneath the red light. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of in a little nutshell where, you know, the, the three parts that we're concerned about, UV, visible light, infrared. So in, infrared is before the visible light spectrum, the, the Roy G. Biv. So if, like, if we're mm-hmm. picturing like a continuum here, all the way on the left side, you've got infrared. And that's like yep. what people um, are using in their infrared saunas these days, the, the folks that have like a clear light or a sunlight and whatever. Then you get into the, the visible light spectrum. That's your red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. And on the, yep. the other side of that, you have UV light, which is ultraviolet. And yes. the sun produces all of these and they're what are are responsible for plants and animal life and photosynthesis and mitochondrial energy production to a certain degree that is facilitated through the absorption of light from the sun and, and and the production of, of ATP via like the electron transport chain and stuff like that. And uh, that kind of sum it up. You got it. You got it. Perfect. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And it depends because you, you said it the way it should be, right? You have infrared, like on the left, if we're reading left to right, infrared, 
red light starts the visible light chain. It ends at blue light, uh, violet light, and then we have ultraviolet. Okay. Yeah. So th- that's the electromagnetic spectrum. And I'll also kind of a side note, but this is a question that we get all the time. So it might be helpful for listeners. Um, there really are two pathways that we absorb light through. And what we're talking about today is through the eyes, through the retina mm-hmm. specifically, yeah. um, and through the hypothalamus in the brain. There, mm-hmm. We don't use light therapy for uh, UV or vitamin D production purposes. That's a completely, that's through the skin, mm-hmm. um, you know, light therapy for it to work and for, for light to really take effect. It needs to hit the eyes. Mm-hmm. So your eyes have to be open. Um, so that's, we don't, you know, a lot of people will say, well, do full spectrum light bulbs produce, can I lay under them and uh, get UV and can I get vitamin D? And the answer is no. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, go out, go outside for that. Or they, I know they have spec- um, specialized units for that, yeah. um, you know, and tanning beds, of course. Yeah. Those are specific bulbs. That's not okay. what, that's not what this is. Gotcha. That makes sense. And then now the other follow-up question was, so the, the neodymium, mm-hmm. which sounds like something from like X-Men. I know it's, like, it's pretty cool. <laughs> every, every night he bathes in neodymium, the neodymium. So that, that in the glass filters out some of the yellow and then it mm-hmm. raises up the quantities of like the red and the blue. And um, my question there is, so people have been like almost trained in the biohacking community that like blue light equals bad. And so when you're saying this is, this is like pulling up levels of the blue, maybe you could explain that to the people that are like, Oh no, I don't want more blue light. That's what I'm trying to avoid. I know. I always like, like saying this and seeing people's reactions because blue light and the blue color wavelengths are the same, but they're different. So when we're talking blue in terms of blue color wavelengths, again, we'll get into the whole like biology and how things actually are absorbed through the eyes. That's just a, uh, like a part of the visible light spectrum. But when we're talking about the color of a an object, uh, I don't have anything here to pull up, but oh, my pen. This blue, I can see it in a more saturated way, but that doesn't mean that this is blue light reaching my eyes. Does that make sense? It's yeah. just the color of the object that's being mm-hmm. reflected and absorbed. So by pulling down the yellow, it's increasing the the ability to see this blue, but that doesn't mean that there's an increase in blue light wavelengths reaching my eyes and cause it, causing any suppression of melatonin in my system. Okay. And, and so they are also, different. Yeah, that makes sense. And I would have to imagine that some of part of the <clears> problem <throat> with, you know, with dirty light or blue light is that we're not, it, it doesn't exist in these like commercial bulbs in the same full spectrum capacity. So like the red, you know, and, and all these other colors, like they exist in nature together. Whereas when you try to get extremely energy efficient with a lot of the bulbs that people put in their homes, it, it no longer has that full spectrum makeup, I guess. And, and so that the, 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 the quote unquote blue isn't balanced and therefore can have different biological effects than perhaps even the same quantity of blue would have if it were balanced in a full spectrum bulb or full spectrum yeah. sunlight. Is that accurate or am I talking out of my bum? No, it's a good point. Uh, I would say that parts of it are accurate. And I, I will also say, though, the the concept of of blue light from, you know, blue light isn't bad. I guess I'll, I'll, we'll start there. Blue light is not inherently bad. We need it. I guess this could be a good time to kind of segue into the whole thing of how we absorb light um, yeah. and, and something specifically called melanopsin, which is a photopigment in our eyes. Mm-hmm. So our eyes, we have the rods, we have our cones, right? Those are the photoreceptors that allow us mm-hmm. to see. There's also something else that's non-visual based, which are intrinsically photosensitive Retinal ganglion cells. Uh, yes. <laughs> you know them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not awesome. That's what I do. Yes. So, <laughs> so that's all. So what do they do? Even in, in individuals who are blind that can't see, they can still have a circadian rhythm and they can still detect light in their mm-hmm. environment because these aren't image forming photoreceptors. All they do, their sole job really is to detect light in the environment. So there's a pigment within those cells that's called melanopsin, which I'll let you guess what it refers to <laughs> a melatonin right and so the the blue light this is where it comes into play melanopsin is 
sensitive only at around you know the 500 nanometer range which if we look on the on the spectrum of light a visible light 500 is kind of where blue starts or really if we want to get technical it's about 480 nanometers so a little bit below 500 um so melanopsin this pigment is really sensitive to that and what it does is it basically light comes into your eyes it's a direct input to your hypothalamus which is um, going to let the pineal gland know, you know, whether or not we're suppressing melatonin, whether it's time for, you know, it's time for bed. Um, I, I'm, I'm sure your listeners know melatonin mm-hmm. and its role, right? Yeah, the, um, the, the, we'll call it the sleep hormone to overly simpa- simplify what it does, but yes. it also very the sleepy hormone. The sleepy <laughs> hormone, yeah. Don't don't sleep on melatonin, guys. And but it also plays a huge role in in our immune health and so many different aspects of our biology. Yes. And so that's why light, not only does it, we know it from the blue light and the, and the kind of inducing or not allowing us to sleep, but like you just said, it has so many more implications on our, on our larger health and well-being Mm -hmm. uh, beyond just, just that. Yeah. I've Um, also seen some pretty exciting evidence suggesting like these magnetoreceptors that are in sea turtles and uh, certain migratory birds that we may also have those. And one of those magnetoreceptors may be melanopsin where we're we're actually able to pick up on the uh, magnetic effect, the Schumann residence of the earth through different cells in our bodies. One of which perhaps could be like melanopsin and, and some other things like that. That's so, I had not heard of that, but I, I do know about Schumann and I, you know, I have a, in my other life, uh, I'm, I'm very much into sound. Um, mm-hmm. I'm an audiophile. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm very much into the frequencies of light and the frequencies of sound. And they're very much the same. And I always say, you know, if, if audio, if, if you know anything about audio, um, you want to have a full sound. It's their mm-hmm. waves, right? Same yeah. thing with, with light you want to have the full spectrum of sound. And okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is making sense. So these, these melanopsin um, photoreceptors in our eyes, they're most sensitive in, in kind of the blue range, 480 yes. to 500 nanometers. They uh, signal to our, our hypothalamus, our part of our brain through the eyes, which really is the brain as well. It's the only part of the brain that's actually exactly. exposed to the outside world. Yes. And 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 based on these light cues from our external environment, our hormonal systems um, in our body, like melatonin and cortisol, and you know these these two pathways that are uh, in inverses of one another, they are getting cues and kind of tuning the clocks in our cells, if you will. To yeah. say, okay, it's it's lots lots of sunlight, lots of um, you know blue light in this full spectrum sunlight in the four hundred and eighty to five hundred range, and then everything else. It's morning time to get up, time to be more alert. Yes. Let's suppress melatonin. Let's increase cortisol. This is what's going to get you going in the morning. And and part of our junk light, uh, the, some of the consequences of having so much junk light in our lives through all the screens that we stare at our phones, our computers, our televisions is that so many people are waking up in the morning and they feel like they've got hit by a truck or they're exhausted. They can't get out of bed because their melatonin and their cortisol aren't signaling properly because they're not getting the cues that are necessary for um, our biology to tune the internal cellular clocks that we possess. Entrainment. Entrainment. It's called, yeah. yeah, entrainment of the circadian rhythm. So light is such it controls us. I like to say light controls us. Mm-hmm. And as such, you should really use light, you know, to make it work for you. So the the cortisol and, and melatonin, they, they really should be nice bell curves, right? So mm-hmm. we should have, as melatonin is rising in the evening, cortisol should be dipping down. And the opposite, you know, in, in the morning, cortisol should be rising, melatonin should be dipping. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people, there's a, there was a huge push for melatonin supplements to help, you know, aid in sleep. Mm-hmm. And I, a lot of people take that, but I would argue that before you even try that, why, why not fix your lighting, <laughs> you know, and, and by fixing it, we'll, we'll get into what that means, but 
don't use and the blue light in our devices has become kind of common it's a common theme now we even see in like all i know my my iphone for example it has a uh it has a filter specifically for blue light um my computer has something too i used to use a software but now it's specifically just ingrained in the computer that you can time the color temperature and how warm and how cool you'll have it throughout the day um so the the, the cool thing is Do you use iris that, that while blue light has become more you know, common in our day-to-day lives and what we talk about, we should also be talking about the brightness of our light. So just eliminating blue light in the evening, right? Turning off our devices or having a filter on them. So only it's only the warmer spectrum coming through uh, the screen rather than the cool blue light. You should also think about how bright your environment is because that's also a big indicator of whether or not we're going to be suppressing melatonin. So I personally like to use incandescent light bulbs in the evening and that's because they naturally have more red light and less blue light in their spectrum. Um, we haven't really yet talked about color temperature, um, but a, but very simply, color temperature is just you know, an indication of how white a light source appears. So something called warm white light is going to have more red in its visible light spectrum than blue. Um, and then the opposite is true. So we have cool white or daylight white light, it can be known as. Um, and that's going to be whiter light. So it almost looks more blue. And it, of course, it has more blue in its spectrum. So it just skews more towards the blue. Okay. Um, so those, I mean, and then of course we have something called natural white, but that's kind of right in between the warm white, the natural white, and then the cool white, which is cooler. Um, and throughout the day, I guess I'll mention sunlight varies, right? In the dawn and dusk, it's warmer. It's more amber appearing. It's more red appearing. So again, that just means that the, it has more red wavelengths that are reaching us than blue um, at Midday or noon, we have a kind of more white, more blue appearing light, which makes sense because we want to be more alert during the day um, and in the early morning. So that light during the daytime is going to have more blue wavelengths or some more blue color wavelengths. Um, so that's a little bit about color temperature very quickly. And then so... I use the incandescents. We'll get back to kind of what I use. Um, I know there's something called circadian lighting or smart lighting um, that you can control through your phone. You can control through remote control. Um, I'm a big and believer cool that anything that comes actually with the changes name. color throughout the day. We mm -hmm. don't produce that. And I'm not really too keen on that idea when it comes to lighting because I like to keep things very simple. I'm very old fashioned when it comes to lighting. And I don't like to have my lighting connected to devices, you know, um, I think lighting is something that's a natural, simple phenom phenomena, and I, I like to keep it like that. So that being said, I will actually have different fixtures outfitted with specific light bulbs according to what I think I'll be doing in that room. So for example, in my bedroom, I have a uh, you know, my bedside table lamp and I have a 25 watt, so a low watt incandescent bulb in there. Actually, it's pretty cool. I'll pull it up right here. I have all my bulbs right here. It actually looks like a little candle. So it's almost reminiscent, um, reminds you of a candle. Um, mm -hmm. So that's also an indication of how much light you want in your environment at night. You want no more than like a candle glow. So you can either put your lights on a dimmer. I know that sometimes or maybe your your audience isn't too into the idea of dimming just because of the potential of uh, EMFs. I yeah, I can increase dimming, EMFs. Um, especially on lower quality dimmers. Mm -hmm. So you can use a lower wattage incandescent. So like I had mentioned briefly, this one's only 25 watts and it's going to be just enough light to illuminate you know, the, the bedside. If you want to read before bed, it's perfect. What's up, guys? It's Anthony here, and I interrupt this broadcast because I just opened up the coolest package. It was uh, it was one of the first packages that arrived at our PO box, and 
it included a bottle of uh, CBD-infused hydrating body lotion from, it looks like American Shaman is the company. And I haven't tried it yet, so I can't necessarily vouch for it, but it looks pretty dope. Uh, a Liberty Lives sticker, a whole bunch of USA stickers, and uh, red, white, and blue, and home of the brave, and that sort of thing. A $75 gift card to Lowe's, which is pretty awesome, and a little note, cheers to making your own furniture. And then I've got a cool... Uh, envelope with a letter here that I haven't opened, but I will open on the air. And uh, if if it's cool with the author, um, share it with you guys. And you know, if, it, if there's a question or two on there that I could help with, be happy to do that. So um, I love this. I absolutely love getting stuff in the mail, and uh, with all the digital censorship and everything that's been going on. It's it's a great way for us to be able to stay in touch and open those lines of communication. And just being real with you guys, I've been putting a ton of my resources into our North Carolina property. We had to buy an excavator. We have put in over a mile of roads into mountains at 3,500 feet that are filled with like thick, almost rainforest. Uh, topography. And now we're kind of getting to the point where I could build a home and I don't, I don't have a, you know, a couple million dollars in the bank, but I'm, you know, I'm comfortable. I live good. I have everything I need and I'm super, super blessed. Um, but if you guys feel compelled to contribute, if you feel that there has been a contribution to the value that you have received from the Biohacking Secrets Show, the Biohacker's Guide to Upgraded Energy and Focus, our coaching program, anything that we've put out there, some of our videos, whatever it is, if it's uplifted your life physically, mentally, spiritually, and you feel that the value that you have received exceeds the value that you've given um, and you have the means to do so, I'd love to open up uh, an opportunity for you to send in a donation that will go towards me building my house in North Carolina. And cash is amazing. Silver from Gainesville Coins is amazing. And really anything that you feel called to share. And if you're not in a position to share, obviously, like I'm not... I'm not trying to put you in a situation at all. That's not the purpose here. It's only if if there's abundance in your life, if you feel that the value that you've received from the things that we've put out exceeds the value that you've given, then uh, you can send in some something cool along with a handwritten letter to P.O. Box 7151, Deerfield, Illinois, 60015. That's P.O. Box 7151, Deerfield, one word, Illinois, 60015. And uh, if you do do so, like, yes, silver from Gainesville coins is amazing. Yes, Cash is amazing, and I can use those things to help build a house in North Carolina. Oh, and a super dope biohacking gym that, uh, you know, yeah, there's a lot that we're going to do with that, with our events and with our coaching program and everything that you guys will see. But I got to build a biohacking gym and a home, and that's what your donations would be going towards. Um, but if you do do that, please include a handwritten letter. Share a little bit of your story, some of the ways that your life has changed or improved. If you have any questions, you can include one or two of those in the letter and I will answer them on the air. And I think it's an awesome way for us to stay connected, stay in touch, avoid some of the online censorship. And, uh, and you guys could help me build my house and biohacking, biohacker gym. It'd be amazing. It's a win-win for everybody. So, yes, appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for listening and being part of this journey. Much love to you. And now, without further ado, let's get back to the episode. All right, so just I want to kind of make sure that that we're touching on some resources and, and you know, that everyone is understanding everything that you're 
everyone's picking up what you're putting down. So you filter out some of the light on your devices. I, I use a program called Iris on my computer that lets you kind of okay. do that. Um, and then I've got like different settings on my phone where I'll also, you know, go more towards a red at night where you can just, you can make, you can set your phone up where you just like triple click it and like it goes into like red mode. Um, oh yeah. I have that on my yeah, phone. Nice. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I do, <laughs> I do that as well. And then what you're also saying is, so there are ways to like really make light work for us via light therapy. So you were talking about using like a, a low watt, 25 watt incandescent bulb that almost is like candle light for your bedside oh, yeah. nightstand and yeah. really biohacking the brightness of your lighting, not just the spectrums and, uh, but the brightness via yeah. a lower wattage. Um, what, what are some other ways that we can, we can biohack brightness, color temperature, and really make light work for us? Totally. So just like at night when we need to have dimmer light, that's not blue. So incandescence per perfectly into there. If you use LEDs, it's probably going to be a more of a, like a red LED. I know they make those too. Mm -hmm. The opposite holds true in the daytime. So the first thing that should really happen in the morning, part of your morning routine, it all comes down to routines, right? Mm -hmm. um, in the morning, you want that white light, you want that blue light. So while I'm not saying, you know, like a vampire and you open up the lights and it's like shining in your eyes, it's super white and blinding. That's might not be the best thing immediately when you wake up. But, you know, drink some water, have some coffee if you have coffee, head outside, mm -hmm. no sunglasses, no sunscreen, get light on your body. Most importantly, in your eyes. I love that. It's got to go in your eyes. I do that just about every um, morning. It's like 10 minutes. I'll just take a chair on our, on our deck or like in, in the grass, face it toward the sun and just look yes. towards the sun. You know what I mean? I'm not talking about staring at the sun or anything like that. Don't look at the <laughs> Listeners, please don't look at the sun. Yeah, just, <laughs> just let it into your eyes, send those signals, get a nice little cortisol spike, get that nice melatonin suppression, yeah. which will result in a greater melatonin release at night. And then, and, and yes. in as little as five or 10 minutes, it has a massive effect on, on not just regulating our circadian biology, but also like the, the, the dopamine that is produced by our brain via light interacting with, with the amino acid tyrosine in the eyes and a lot of cool things that take place. You'll find you have more energy, better cognitive performance throughout the day, et cetera. And then, and then I'm going to kind of turn it back over to you and you can share some of the ways that we want to hack our indoor lighting throughout the day to, to further optimize our biology and performance and, and sleep. Totally. Yeah. And before we get into the indoor lighting, um, I guess this kind of is part of it, light therapy and light therapy units. Mm -hmm. So you might've seen them as light pads mm -hmm. that use LEDs or, I mean, we also have light therapy boxes that use uh, bright fluorescence, white fluorescence. Okay. Um, I'm sure people kind of have heard of light therapy for something called SAD or seasonal affective disorder. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For people, right? people that You're get depressed in the wintertime or like yeah. it affects their mood because they're not yes, getting enough but sun. this is touching on yeah exactly and that touches the reason i'm mentioning is because you touched on you know dopamine and and just kind of our mood and how it's related to lighting and how that affects uh, or how it's affected by our lighting so in the morning right how you mentioned you go outside you get a nice blast of light in your eyes mm -hmm. and that should be amongst the first things you do in uh in the beginning of your day you can also use light therapy i mean traditionally it's used in the winter time or the darker months because you don't get enough sunlight, but you can also use it throughout the year in the morning for the very same reason. You know, let's say it's too cloudy of a day. Even if it's cloudy, you're still getting many lux. Lux is just a um, how bright light is. Mm -hmm. You're still getting a lot of brightness and light. Mm -hmm. But let's say you you don't really feel the effect. You want more. You want like a bigger glass, a bigger cup of coffee sort of uh, deal. You can use a light therapy unit for that reason. So I actually, you know, in my office, I have my co my coffee, I have my computer, and then I have my light therapy uh, pad right next to me. And I, I turn it on for 20 minutes in the morning, um, you know, as I'm kind of starting my day. And it has an awesome, you know, energizing effect. Interesting. And so are these like light therapy pads and the, the different 
light bulbs that we're talking about, are those all available at, at healthlighting.com? They are. They are. Yes. And we've got a biohacking, yes. biohacking secrets discount code for you guys if, that saves you like 15%. So as you guys are listening to this, yes. I mean, first and foremost, if you're getting value, like share this episode up, um, you know, to your Instagram stories and, and on social media, we really appreciate that. That's what allows us to put this stuff out for free. And as you're, if you decide you want to pick up some of these different products for making light, you know, go to work for you and optimizing your biology and optimizing your sleep, you can go to healthlighting.com and then um, enter discount code biohacking secrets at checkout to save yourself 15%. Um, okay, beautiful. I just wanted yeah. to mention that. And, and I'll mention that most people, we have every sort of light bulb on there. Um, but I think most of your listeners would be interested into the uh, the Chromalux incandescent and Chromalux enhanced collections. And we'll talk about what that means. I mean, incandescent is incandescent, but mm -hmm. the enhanced is our halogen incandescent line, okay. um, which is, you know, halogen. We'll, we'll, we'll get into the technologies, but halogen is just an enhanced version of incandescent light. Enhanced in what capacity? Enhanced in that it's brighter and it's a little bit wider. So it's perfect for daytime usage. It's a little bit wider of a color temperature. Okay. Um, so, you know, incandescents fall around. Um, I mean, the, the general incandescents are 2,700 Kelvin, uh, 3,000 Kelvin. And then um, ours are a little bit wider just because of the type of filaments we use. Mm -hmm. it, it's a little, it burns a little bit wider. So it's a little bit more beautiful. And of course, the glass we use. And then halogen. So the enhanced version, Chromalux enhanced. Uh, it's 4,200 Kelvin. So that means it's whiter light. You can still use it at night, you know, but I would dim them, definitely dim them. Um, and that comes into the conversation of, of dimming lights at night and, and that whole thing. If you don't want to dim, use low wattage, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. okay. you can, there's so many options. This, um, this makes sense. And sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So like the, the key, like what are the, the, the key couple products that, that someone would really want to explore. You mentioned that light therapy pad. I think that sounds awesome. I'd love to have one of those on my desk and, you know, run that for 20 minutes when I'm first getting the day started. Um, the, the Chromalux enhanced sounds really cool for daytime use and, yes. and, and like brighter environments. And then going with yeah. a lower wattage Chromalux at night seems like that could be a pretty good fit. Are those kind of like the core products that you think our audience would be interested in? Totally. Yeah. And we, we haven't really even got into lighting design yet. Yeah. Um, Let's do that. So, <laughs> okay. So lighting design, and then we'll kind of put the products in where they, they fit in. So again, I like to use the analogy of, of um, a painting. So if you have a, an empty canvas, a blank canvas, and you're going to start painting, the first layer that you put down is your background. It's not in the forefront, you know, it's not totally in your face. It just sets the tone of what is going to happen. Okay. The same thing in light. We have the background of light, which is called ambient light or general light. Um, so typically, you know, in homes, we find this in, or we use fixtures of uh, recessed hi-hats, you know, mm -hmm. uh, the type of flood bulb. I'll pick one up right here that I have. Like I mentioned, I have all my bulbs here so you can see. Um, it's important to know because you can't use a specific one light bulb in a fixture. You really have to have the specific shape. So this is a flood bulb. Okay. Right? This is one of our flood bulbs. Again, it's frosted. It uses our glass. So that's why it's kind of purple appearing. Um, and this you put into a recessed fixture. The general size. So this is an R30 bulb. Mm -hmm. And that is usually for about a five inch diameter recessed can in your ceiling. So okay. again, that's the first general layer um, that's the background layer of light. It's the fill light. Okay. Then the second is the mid-ground, right? Again, with the painting analogy, the mid-ground. Yeah. So we start putting in some elements. That is in lighting, what we call accent lighting. Um, so accent lighting, again, you can use little flood lamps. We have smaller ones. Here's a smaller version. Okay. Right? Um, it goes even smaller than this. This is called R25. There's something called an R20 that is even smaller. So track lighting, you can put those in there and you can kind of like tilt them to highlight architectural elements in the house. Mm. So, you know, whether you have nice moldings or you want to highlight artwork, whatever it is, mm -hmm. that's the mid ground. Okay. Um, and then the last portion 
the very important thing that's in your foreground on a painting. Mm -hmm. That's what we call, or what I call, again, this is my analogy. You're not going to find this elsewhere. So if it makes no sense, I mean, I, I really hope it does. I'm painting the picture for you right now. So the foreground is what we call task lighting. So task lighting is going to be, you know, you have a desk lamp, you have a floor lamp on your desk, on the floor next to your couch as you're reading, on your desk as you're working, writing, whatever you're doing during the day. Um, that's your task lighting and that's illuminating the space directly next to you. Um, and this is a cool lighting hack that I'll give your listeners um, that I, I give our, our clients all the time. We have so many people that are calling in interested about incandescent lighting, as I, I'm sure you can imagine. Um, and a lot of people are like, I want to use incandescent lighting, yet I am afraid of wasting a bunch of energy. And again, I would say, well, what is it energy wasted? I mean, that energy is really just thermal energy and in infrared. Um, which is very useful for us. So I would say it's not wasted, but that's another conversation. So people are concerned about this, you know, they they take up a lot of wattage. So what, what can you do? How do you use incandescence in this context? Well, you can use a mixture of light, you know, and I always say, again, going back to earlier, we had mentioned, you know, light is a tool, make it work for you. So if you want energy efficiency, you're going to have to use LED. There are good quality LEDs. We actually, we make a Chromalux version of the LED. Um, I don't have one on my desk right now, but it's essentially, it uses LED diodes, um, but it's using the glass. This is not, this is an incandescent, but so we do, we do make them. Chromalux does make that. So you can use, especially in your hi-hats, let's say you have recessed hi-hats, you can use um a nice LED in there. It's your fill light. It's your ambient light. It's not directly touching you um, or your eyes. A lot of people are concerned about macular degeneration. Again, if, you know, for our elderly population, for those that have macular degeneration um, and it's active or people with vision problems, sure, I don't recommend to use the LED. Absolutely. Um, but for the general person, you know, I don't really see a big problem with it. Use them in your overhead. And then the task lighting, right? This is the hack. Use incandescence and use halogens because that is where it really works as a light vitamin. I call it a light vitamin. Um, you wouldn't be using and you shouldn't be working for eight hours in one shift. You have to get up. You have to move around. You shouldn't be sitting for those full eight hours and you wouldn't have your light on for those full eight hours. So it's a perfect opportunity to really kind of turn on your light Get some work done, 45 minutes, one hour, however, you know, you you um, do your work and the increments that you do them in and then turn your light off. Go do something else. Come back, turn it on. You know, it's use it as a vitamin in short little bursts and 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 you're getting all of those cool benefits, um, especially the Chromalux bulb. I mean, you can't really see I don't have a, a desk lamp on, but it's on my overheads right now. I'm not going to tilt the camera because that will be too glaring. Um but they have this really satisfying effect on just pretty much everything. I mean, the colors are more enhanced, but the contrast, and that's where it's important. Um, we haven't even yet talked about eyes from the, you know, the perspective of what light is good for your eyes, safe for your eyes. But when you're working, you know, if you're staring at a screen all day, it's good to kind of, you know, look away. There's a 20-20-20 rule I think I've read about, you know, every 20 minutes, look at something 20 feet away for 20 seconds. Um, that's like totally it. important for the eyes. Have you heard of that? No, I like it though. No. Yeah, no, it's great. 20-20-20. It's easy to remember. But also, yeah, I mean, the, I like to use incandescence when I work because it has that kind of crispening effect on text. So if I'm writing and I write a lot, um, it really softens the environment and it's not as glaring on the eyes. So the eyes can actually relax a little bit. It's making a lot of um, sense. So that's, that's kind of like good. I hope so. There's so yeah. many components, right? Right. And so many and, components. And almost applying this like minimum effective dose principle that like Tim Ferriss helped popularize, but with lighting where if you don't need the light, don't have it on. But when you do have it on, have the right type of light on. You know, and, and that depends yeah. on the, the time of day and what task you're doing, how close you are to bedtime. 
et cetera. If, if you're super concerned about energy efficiency, you could get these, you know, LED variations of like the Chromalux bulbs that, that you guys make that still have the neodymium. But I mean, me personally, I, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of LED and I would just, I'd want to go with yeah. the incandescent and the halogen and then, you know, maybe oh, something, yeah. something like a light, a light therapy pad, like you were talking about earlier. Yeah. And so, I mean, that segues perfectly um, to products that I would recommend that your listeners can get started with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're not into the LED, like Anthony just said, the halogen and the incandescent. So overhead, you can and, and I can give you links, Anthony, so you can put this in the show notes if you want specific sure. links to these products. Um, R30, like I had mentioned, is the most popular type of flood lamp that you would use in your recessed uh, ceiling fixtures. And so that is going to be the halogen version. So that's going to be perfect for daytime. You can use it in the nighttime if you dim it. I also have, this is the R25 incandescent 60 watt. I put this mm-hmm. above my bed. I have recessed lights right above my bed. And these mm-hmm. I use at night. It's perfect. It's only 60 watts. Um, you know, it, it's it's a beautiful kind of almost reddish appearing light. Not red. You'd have to kind of see it to to understand what I mean. But it, um, people describe Chromalux light as kind of having a rosy hue or like a rosy undertone to everything. So it's white light with a rosy undertone. This one is a great one. So we can link to that. Um, and then just for your your general... Oh, my little candle bulb. I highly recommend this one for bedtime. Little 25 watt incandescent for reading. And then just general, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yes. This is a B10 type bulb. So it's like a chandelier type bulb, but with the regular standard E26 medium screw base. Okay. So that's the general base for like a normal light bulb. Okay. Um, yeah. And then, and then just regular, uh, A type. You know, those pear, pear-shaped pear light bulbs, mm-hmm. um, they come in clear and frosted glass. And I can kind of tell you the difference in what I recommend. Um, okay. So first first and foremost, check the max wattage of your fixture. Um, so take out the light bulb and look at the fixture. It should be printed. You know, this uh, max wattage 100 watt is kind of what I see the most. 75 watts sometimes. And then it says A-type or A19 or A21. That's just the shape of the bulb. Again, it's okay. the general pear-shaped bulb. Um, so go by the max wattage that your fixture can accommodate and then go from there. So let's say it's max 100 watt. You can use a 100 watt incandescent if you want something a little bit warmer. You can use, um, we have a 72 watt enhanced, which is the halogen. And then you can choose clear or frosted glass, side-by-side comparison. Okay. So when you have a light shade, you can get away with the clear glass. It's just going to be a little bit more luminous. Okay. The frosted glass is great also in shades, but it's going to be a little bit less light. And if ever the light is in your line of sight, you don't want it to kind of glare in your eyes. You don't want to see the filament burning and in the clear, you would see the filament in your, you know, directly shining. Mm-hmm. So it's really direct preference. If you have any sensitivity in your eyes, definitely use the frosted. Um, if you're using a shaded lamp, the clear is a beautiful option as well. Okay, cool. So basically use the clear when you got a lamp shade that's going to help yes. uh, soften it and, and, and absorb some of that light and filter it out. And then, but most of the time, the frosted is the way to go. Frosted is just the all around general light. That's what okay. I call it. Okay. And clear is kind of the more ambient, uh, moody light, I guess, you know, but it's more luminous. Yeah, I dig it. And then they're they're all at healthlighting.com. Discount code biohacking secrets for 15% off. All right, I'm digging this. This is helpful. And now like out of curiosity, so the setup that I mentioned that I have here where I've I've just kind of like the old traditional Edison bulbs where you see the filament and and you know, it almost looks like lights from uh 75 or 100 years ago. And then and then I have, you know, the red lizard ones at night. Like what would be the advantages of going with more of a setup like we're describing here with like the frosted um the frosted bulbs that have the the neodymium and and you know kind of like moving chromalux in to my uh home environment an office well do you like to see things in a more colorful way uh i yeah i think so yeah <laughs> so that's a, that's the big advantage right there that's the simplest way to put it um 
you know, incorporate everything you have, the infrared and, and everything you already use. And then, I mean, if you've never used Chromalux, it's once you, a lot of people have never heard of it, but they find us because of, you know, health and light and, and all these articles that I've written online and they find us and then they use it and they're like, wow, this actually does make a difference, especially on eyes and, and then on colors. I mean, everything just looks more beautiful. I mean, it's the simplest way you can put it, but the effect on colors, standard lighting isn't really tuned to show colors in a nice way. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's why if you, I'll use the painting analogy again. I don't know why. Maybe I want to start painting, but uh, you you, still, you have a canvas, you have some colors on your on your canvas and you look at it indoors. It's not going to look the same as if you do it outside and you look outside under natural daylight. Right. That's why you see a lot of painters, they'll work outside mm -hmm. for that very reason. And so that's something called color rendering index or CRI that comes into play, which we briefly touched on, but that's really just every color in visible light and how you can really replicate those colors naturally. So incandescent lighting, though it has a CRI of 100 or 99, so it's nearly perfect, it still doesn't accurately show colors. And that's kind of where Chromalux came into play. The whole purpose was that yellows, reds, blues, and again, blue, when I say blue, I'm not talking blue light that hits your retina and doesn't make you sleepy at night. I'm talking blue in an object that's reflected, the color that you see. Got it. A separate thing, right? <laughs> um, so to, to really boost the vibrancy of everything, you, it, you don't get that with a normal incandescent light or, or with any light even, <laughs> I mean, I would argue. That's really why neodymium, that's the whole point of it, is really to increase vibrancy um, and increase saturation of colors and make everything look more beautiful. And then eyes. I mean, we can talk about eyes and, and you know, with the best lighting for, I mean, obviously I would say incandescent, but a big benefit, you know, these type of light bulbs have actually been recommended since the 80s. Um, there's something called, I can't think of it right now, it's in New York City, uh, for low vision patients, basically. Um, anyone that can't see, whether they're, you know, partially blind, fully blind, um, th these light bulbs help people with low vision to see better. Um, okay. so on near, near fields, uh, you know, visual acuity tests or the tests that when you go to the eye doctor, they have you cover one eye and then look at the board and say, can you read the letters? Right. You can actually, because of the thing on contrast and, and the effect on contrast, you can see a little bit better. So even if we don't have low vision, that's a huge, I mean, I don't think anyone would say, I don't want that in my life. <laughs> for sure. For sure. That, and that, with that's a, so a huge part. Absolutely. So many people are experiencing vision problems nowadays too. And, and I yeah. think it's like, just as an aside, I mean, I've seen a lot of evidence in, in the scientific literature that, that even the frequencies from our devices and from wireless electricity can suppress melatonin and affect eyesight and damage our neurological health in a way that of course is, can manifest for some people with vision disturbances and blurry vision. So it's, it's vital guys to, to really not only plug yourself back into, you know, the source of all life on this planet, the sun, and, and get those five or 10 minutes in the morning. But then also make some of these changes that we're discussing in your home and office with the the, the chromalux incandescent and halogen bulbs and uh, and possibly even the light therapy pad if, if budget allows. If, if you really want to sleep better and uh, and, you know, combine that with Unplug your Wi-Fi at minimum if you have if you have Wi-Fi. Put your phone in airplane mode and get it outside the room because those frequencies too, even though they're not visible, there's a lot of evidence suggesting that those frequencies themselves have an effect in much the same way that uh, artificial light can suppress melatonin. They too can suppress melatonin and cause some of those downstream unwanted biological effects on our capacity to sleep and regenerate and feel like our brain is performing the way that it was designed to perform. Well said. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Um, I feel like we're getting, I mean, we're, we're covering a lot, like the truth about blue light, some of these different light vitamins and, and healthy light hacks that people can integrate. Talia, are, are there any other important things? I mean, healthylighting.com is where you guys can go to pick this stuff up. He health lighting. Health lighting. Sorry. Health lighting. Yes. Dot com um, discount code biohacking secrets for 15% off. 
But Talia, are there other things? Is there anything else that you really want to share and impart that that is is an, um, an important component of getting our lighting working for us rather than the other way around? Yeah, I mean, I would say I, I really want listeners to kind of leave with a feeling of where or just a renewed sense of how does light fit into our everyday lives? How do we make it work for us? Um, you know, if we're biohackers, we're concerned about hydration, nutrition, movement, mm-hmm. sleep. Uh, light should be on there as well. Mm-hmm. And not just blue light. That's kind of common, you know, common speak at this at this point. But it's not just blue light. Everything we spoke about today. How does light make you feel? That should be on your checklist every day. Mm-hmm. How is your light making you feel right now? Mm-hmm. Do you have enough light for the task at hand? I guess I'll, the the just common example, when you walk into a space and sometimes you don't know what feels off. Have you ever had that? You walk into a space and something just feels completely off. I, one of my earliest memories, I mean, it, like I would go shopping with my mom. She, she loved this place called Marshall's. That was like kind of like a secondhand department. Oh, yeah. And uh, I remember I'd go into Marshall's and I, my skin looked weird under the lights. It was like those <laughs> bright, like fluorescent tubing lights. My skin looked weird. I actually remember crawling underneath some of the clothing racks and hiding because I was like, I hate the lights here. And I told my mom, I'm like, I hate the lights at Marshall's. I was like six. You know what I mean? I had no idea what any of this meant, but I did know how that light was making me feel and it didn't make me feel good. And kids are so sensitive to everything. Yeah. You know, kids just kind of have this innate sense of what's going on in their environment. So, yeah, it's really cool that you already knew that the lighting was off. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But that is important um, to, like, check in with yourself and how is the lighting in, in, in your home and office and the places that you spend a lot of time, the devices that you interact with. How is that making you feel? You know, and, and yes. we're not just talking and about. Is there enough? And is there enough? Is there enough? Is there too much? Is there enough? <laughs> Yes, exactly. At night, is there too much? There probably shouldn't be enough. I mean, there shouldn't be so much. Right. Um, but during the day, you you need more. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you need more. So that's really like on on a, my checklist, and I, I hope that it can be on everyone's checklist eventually. Put lighting on there, and I'm not just talking light therapy. I'm not just talking, you know, again the blue light in the evening. But remember lighting every single day and how it makes you feel and, and uh, you know, choose accordingly, choose accordingly. It's a tool. Yeah. Choose accordingly. I love it. I love it. Talia, this has been fantastic. I've enjoyed our conversation very much. I think there's a lot of value here for our listeners. Guys, if, uh, if, if you've gotten value from this conversation, you know, share it up on social media, send it to your friends and family members and people you work with, and then, and go to healthlighting.com and, uh, Pick up some of these Chromalux halogen bulbs and the Chromalux incandescent bulbs and maybe even the, the light therapy pad and trick your house out and, uh, and your office. And, and, of course, plug back, plug into the sun as well in the morning. Um, that's, that's important. Even just for a few minutes, it makes a big, big difference to just sit in a chair and enjoy your coffee or whatever you drink in the morning and just look towards the sun. Let, let your eyes and skin absorb some of that even if it's a little bit dark or a little bit overcast, like there's still massive benefits there. Even if, even if it's not like a bright and sunny day, Talia, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. This has been fantastic. Awesome. Anthony, so glad to be here. Glad to have this conversation and uh, there's so much. So hopefully we can all take a little nugget from here. Thank you. None of us are born with the warrior spirit. It is taught and trained. On the wrestling mats of Iowa, the mountains of Dagestan, and in homes across the world. Courage is learned from mentors and elders. Bravery is inoculated by a regimen of strategic training and discipline. This discipline culminates when the warrior has garnered the skill set to do what most men can't or won't when he willingly runs into the fires of initiation because that is where his people need him. We feel disconnected when we chase the false idols of money, material possessions, and comfort. But true purpose and freedom are earned by training those parts of ourselves from which most men run. Some heavy shit is coming down, brothers. And those who rise to accept this call 
will go through it and win. The body, mind, and spirit are your instruments of victory. One cannot be properly trained while ignoring the other two. Our elite one-on-one coaching program is this training and your call to rise. Whether you're trying to build muscle, burn fat as fast as possible, upgrade your brain, reclaim your health, or unleash the warrior within, I will build you a personalized game plan to take your body, mind, and spirit to their true potential. At biohackercoaching.com, you will tap into the most cutting-edge health, anti-aging, and transformation protocols personalized exclusively for you to radically enhance your physical and mental performance. You'll have me in your corner as your coach and guide. With detailed instructions and advanced custom techniques to optimize your life, weaponize your body, and bulletproof your mind so that you achieve your goals as fast and safe as humanly possible. You'll discover science-derived lifestyle hacks I've only shared with our roster of Olympic gold medalists, world-class athletes, U.S. Special Forces, high-level businessmen, and super achievers from all walks of life, people ruthlessly committed to unlocking their ultimate capabilities. This program is for beginners, intermediate, and advanced fitness levels and provides everything you need to optimize your body, mind, and spirit's full capacity. We run labs and and blood work first because we believe in testing, not guessing. Then we use those data points to build you a unique, personalized program to correct underlying challenges and transform you into the man or woman you're here to become. Whether you're wanting to get shredded, add pounds of lean muscle, sharpen your mental focus and brain power, or heal, everything you need is included, and you'll have me in your corner holding you accountable, and guiding you through every step of the way. Because this isn't something I outsource to other coaches who may not have the skill set or experience you need, I can only work with five men each month. To grab a time for us to speak and determine if our Apex coaching program is a fit, go to biohackercoaching, B-I-O-H-A-C-K-E-R-C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G.com and book a time for you and I to discuss your goals. Because we receive 50 to 100 applications each month for these five spots, if you'd like to request your application gets moved to the top of the list, send me a text message to my personal phone at 847-989-3743 and let me know why you're ready to change your life. This is elite personalized training at the highest level with zero guesswork. Only a small handful of people get this level of access to me and these teachings. If you've resonated with this, go to biohackercoaching.com now and fill out the short application form to grab a time for us to connect. Strength and honor. 